You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits, everyone. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. Thank you so much for honoring me with your precious time. It is a pleasure to have you here checking out this episode. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed, please go do that on whatever app provider you are listening to me on. It will be a way for others to know that the show is effective, uh, others to be able to find me in the rankings. And you know you know how social media works, guys. Come on. It's all, it's all an Instagram filter here and a <laughs> Facebook like there. So please, uh, no failure. There's only feedback. Let me know what you think about the show. Subscribe, rate, review. You know the rigmarole. Let's get to the episode, everyone. As always, I am super excited to be here on the mic talking to you guys today about action. Now, if you've been listening to the last four episodes, you know that right now we're going through my book that will be coming out in the fall. And so we are now at number four, action. We've gone over being open-minded. We've gone over being courageous. We've gone over being decisive. Now we're going to be action-oriented. Why is action important? It's important because you have to actually begin something to experience something. Much like this podcast and me going on the speaking circuit and me writing a book and me getting sober and all the things that I've done just in the last few years, not to mention everything I did in college, action is the essence of life, right? We were brought on this planet by taking action. It's like, hey, mom, knock, 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 I'm coming out. I've had enough of this cramped womb. Let's do this. Now that, you know, one day you might move to a big city or a college dorm and be stuck in an equally cramped space? Probably not, right? But everything I've done in my life, everything you've done in your life that is of note was based upon you actually doing something. You can't just sit on your couch and watch the entire world pass you by. Once you've had the courage to make a decision, you have to act upon it. You had the courage to choose a thesis topic. You took decisive action and chose a path for the assignment. Now it's time to act upon it. Start moving through the process. If you allow perfectionism or procrastination to start creeping in again, you are now in a state that is the opposite of action. Procrastination or perfectionism are hindrances to action. Action is crucial because it's the only way you'll know if the decision you made was the right one for you or not. It's the only way. If you sit there and him haul around about ketchup or mustard or ketchup or mayonnaise and you never actually just dip a french fry in either one, how will you know if you actually like the way that either tastes? It's imperative that you're action-oriented. And you're going to be like, Jesse, of course I'm action-oriented. Look, I got great grades in high school. I took the ACT or the SAT, SCT, ACT or SAT. I got into college. I'm here. I'm sitting in my dorm. I'm studying. I am action-oriented. Okay, that's great. We're not here to debate on whether you know how to be in action mode. We're here to make sure that we're being in action mode in all areas of our life. 
have you gone to that organization's meeting that you've been wanting to go to, but you keep saying no because you, you're, you're afraid to go alone? Are you, have you gone up to that person in class that you think could help you with your t- studying or maybe you just find attractive, but you're afraid of the rejection? Whatever it might be, let's be looking for areas in your life where you're in fear mode, where you're in procrastination mode, where you're, where you're in perfectionism mode. Now, what is action? It's simple. It's the act of actually doing something. I don't care what Webster says. I don't care what the rest of them say. You know, like the old, was it Newton's law of motion? An object in motion stays in motion, but an object at rest stays at rest. You have to get into action mode to actually gain momentum. A lot of people think that, well, uh, as soon as I have motivation, I'll start. Well, I believe that you have to have momentum to get motivation. So you have to start with the motivation being very low, perhaps. Now, those ones where motivation is super high, then great. You're probably in a sweet spot of your life. You're probably finding something that is truly joyous to you. But not everything that we have to do as adults gets to be joyous to us. If you're constantly striving to be happy in life and, every, and everything's run through the filter of, well, does this make me happy to be doing it? You're probably not going to want to have to go to your serving job at night. You're probably not going to want to have to pay your rent. You're probably not going to want to have to go check the oil level in your car before you go on a road trip. <laughs> those things don't generally make people happy. And again, if it, one of those things makes you happy, then hooray, you might be in one of your sweet spots. Okay? Once you've chosen your outfit, put it on. Once you've chosen the dinner, order it. Once you've chosen your shoes, wear them. Once you have chosen to date somebody, date him or her. Action is insanely important in college because you have everything at your disposal. Everything, a world of opportunities. If you see someone you find attractive, for whatever reason that might be, have the courage to go up to them. Don't procrastinate. Walk straight up to them the moment you see them and just be like, hey, I haven't met you yet. Be decisive in that action to walk up to that person and just introduce yourself. I can assure you that the main regrets I have from my life, from my 20s and 30s, are just the fact that I drank a majority of that time away. In the process of doing that, I was really just procrastinating because of the fear of perfectionism. This is why I really believe that I have a certain expertise in this. I was really just procrastinating my life because of the fear of it not being perfect, of the fear of the vision of what I wanted to achieve in my life not actually happening. So as long as I was drinking, I could say, well, you know, I was out having fun with my friends or I was having a drink to relax. Whatever my excuse was, it was just allowing me to procrastinate. But now I'm all about that action, boss. I make things happen regardless of my experiences doing them. I have the courage to just step forward into things I've never done before. I make decisions every single time they come up and I act upon them because the only way for me to gain the knowledge I need to learn from all these experiences is just to step into action. That's what action is. It's actually doing something instead of buffering your decision in an attempt to feel productive because you're, at air quotes here, thinking things over. This is really important to think about and really get into your life. Buffering is, is a term that one of my life coaches, Brooke Castillo, who has a really amazing show called The Life Coaching School, she talks it about, about it a lot because it's like the little colored wheel on an Apple computer whenever it's buffering or when a video is buffering on YouTube. 
right? It's just, it's the act of something occurring, but it's not really, not to you anyways. The computer's doing something on the back end, but in reality to you, it's, you're just sitting there staring. That's what being a buffering person does. Thinking things over, you probably already know. Ketchup or mayonnaise, just say whatever the first one that you think of is and then go with it. So how do you take action? I've already said this, but repetition is the key to remembering. So here it is again. Just do it. A la Nike. Just do it. Do something. Do anything. Step forward. Raise your hand. Get moving. Don't wait for motivation to come. Bring motivation to you. Motivation to you is simply making movement forward. I, uh, I have in the book that Newton's first law of motion works really well here, right? And I'm trying to throw some science in. I believe I even went and Googled that to make sure I didn't screw it up because you're all in college. I have got out of college. I don't want to sound like a person who doesn't know what Newton's law of motion is. I had to Google it just to make sure I was right. <laughs> an object at rest stays at rest and an object in motion stays in motion with the same speed and in the same direction unless acted upon by an unbalanced force. All right? An object at rest stays at rest, and an object in motion stays in motion unless acted upon by an unbalanced force. Thus, the hardest part of getting started is moving from inertia, the act of standing still, sitting down, doing nothing, laying on your couch, watching Netflix, to taking that first step. Then it's up to you to figure out what that motion, speed, and direction will feel, sound, and look like. Now, I know up there you're thinking, but Jesse, how do I get in motion if I am frozen in inaction? So here are my key principles, because I'm all about that action boss, and I love giving action steps. Here are my key principles to getting into action. You'll be able to check these out on my show notes. Podbean lets me lay them out way better than iTunes. So whatever you're listening to me on, go and check them out at Podbean. Podbean.com. Not too hard to find me. Number one, get up and do something, anything. Anything or the actual thing you really need to do. Start by cleaning your apartment. Start by organizing your room. Make your bed. Put your clothes away. Get the blood pumping. Go walk around your apartment complex. Go walk around your dorm. Walk your ass to the kitchen and get the cleaners out. Hightail it to the library. Just open a book. Do something. Anything. Just do something already. Start getting your body moving. Start, 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 start. You'll have time later when you daydream off to ask yourself why you're so hesitant to start to begin with, but don't let the above turn into a prolonged buffering session. Oh, then what should I do to start? What should, oh, I like to clean. I like to take walks or work out. Which, which one should I do? Just do one of them because it's, it's in those habitualized skills, those habitualized actions of cleaning, taking a walk, going to work out that I can let my brain go off and think brainstorm, strategize, whatever, the action steps I'll need to get the thing started and done. The longer any of us wait to start something, the more fear, doubt, and indecision overcome our minds. Have you ever seen someone you find attractive at a, and you see them at a party or a bar or restaurant somewhere at a social event, and your initial reaction is to walk up to them and start talking, but then this fear gets in your head of, what am I going to say? Well, what are they going to say? Well, then what am I going to say after I say that? And they say this and I say that. And you're already five minutes into a conversation that's make-believe in your brain. You've seen someone and you've felt immediately compelled to introduce yourself. See, then you've stood there trying to think of the best icebreaker, only to say to yourself, never mind, they probably wouldn't like me anyways. 
Like we, this is what we've done. We get five minutes ahead in our brain, day, trying to figure out what's going to happen, so that we don't look foolish or whatever. Be, feeling foolish, uh, feeling embarrassed, any of those things—that's all your mindset. Yeah, somebody might laugh and look at you and be like, "Are you kidding me? What the hell are you talking to me for?" All right, cool. That's them, right? Don't take things personally. The, whatever their reaction to you is, that's on them. That's their filter of the world. You're not going to have everyone like you in life, and you're not going to like everyone in life. You're going to find your tribe. You're going to enjoy them. And then hopefully you're an action-oriented person who goes and looks for other tribes. Don't just get yourself in the photography club tribe. Go check out the student union tribe or, the, or go out the student body or the, the, the class clown tribe, whatever it might be. Just don't find yourself in one comfortable place, whatever it might be in life. Just keep this in mind. If you're constantly just hanging out with people that you feel comfortable around, there's a lot less growing going on than if you were to go out and find people that you maybe weren't necessarily as sure of, but it's worth a shot. You never know. The worst thing that could happen is that you miss out on the best possible outcome. Step two. All right, now let's make sure we remember step one. Just get up and do something, anything. Step two, realize the conditions to start will never be perfect. If you wait in your car for all the lights on your route to be green before you even left the driveway, you'd never put the car in drive. You'll be waiting forever if you expect the conditions to ever be perfect. You will always be waiting, period. See, I'm not a fan of definitives because rarely will something be always or never, but in this case, it works every time. You will be waiting forever if you're waiting for all the conditions to be perfect. Waiting is a future person's game, and, there's the, and there is the only here and now. There is only the here and now. There's a Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second time is now. It couldn't be more accurate here. Wait 30 minutes to start, and that's 30 minutes you'll get behind from the other you that just got to doing it. Right? I picture parallel universes where there's another me who just started at the moment he said, let's start, versus the version of me that laid on the couch and watched the Tour de France for three hours. All right, so step one, just get up and do something. Number two, realize the conditions to start will never be perfect. Step three, stop paralysis by analysis in its tracks. Overanalyzing anything is an unfruitful endeavor. I could have overanalyzed this book, this podcast from here to eternity. That would have been great for my analytical brain that loves to think through every possible scenario. But not so great for getting this project done, for getting it off my desktop so I could start another project. See, for me, I'm all about that action. I've said it once, I'll say it 20 more times. I want to create everything my brain conjures up. I cannot just be chilling. Even on holidays and vacation, my mind is whipping up the next great thing I can do with my time. If I paralyzed myself with analysis, I wouldn't get anything started, let alone finished. Then my brain would just be full of great ideas I never saw to fruition. Don't be that person. Get it done. Learn from the experience and do it even better the next time. So step four, take action every day. This is much like the, uh, the four agreements. It's the, the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Number four is... Um, always show up and do your best every day. So take action every day. That term paper that isn't due for three months, yeah. That's going to be due in three days before you know it. Let's assume you've already listened to the last three keys, right? Open-minded, 
courage, decisive. Now do something toward the completion of that term paper every single day. It could be jotting down a great idea on a piece of paper while out with friends. It could be recording a voice, voice memo on your iPhone while driving. Once your brain knows you want something done, it will start feeding you suggestions on how to go about getting there. You just have to have the habit of actually listening to your brain and then getting these things done. When you find yourself in trance mode, any action so habitualized has to take very little brain power to do, that's where the yummy ideas spring out of the virtual clear blue. You know what trance mode is. Driving your car, showering, brushing your teeth, getting dressed, the list goes on. Things that you just, like, you just, you just go into autopilot. You ever gotten to a location that you've been to so many times and you don't even remember how you got there? Whether it was 30 minutes away or whether it was three hours away, you get there and you're like, I don't remember. Did I stop for all the lights? Did I go the speed limit the whole time? Yes, you stopped at the lights. And no, you probably didn't go the speed limit the whole time. (laughs) But the point is, is when you're in those trance modes, that's why when people shower, brush their teeth, drive their car, they say that they get the best ideas. It's because their body's moving And their brain just gets to go off and do its thing. So just start thinking about the term paper and your brain will do its job. These, those little brainstorms, those juicy nuggets of aha moments, they will brighten your day when you go about actively working on your paper, but you've got to start acting on it. You've got to start moving on it. So take action every day. Number five, action sparks motivation. Do you think action creates motivation or do you think motivation creates action? I brought this up earlier in the show, but I'm asking you now. Do you think action creates motivation or do you think motivation creates action? If you're waiting, are you waiting to get motivated to start? Or are you starting to get motivated? I believe wholeheartedly that action creates the motivation that creates further action and thus the feedback loop is created. I talk a lot about feedback loops. It's going to get its own little section in the book. But basically, it's like once it's like you know it's like a dog sitting down gets a treat. That so when you say sit, dog sits down gets a treat. It creates a positive feedback loop. So anytime you say sit or come here, Rover runs over, sits down, or comes here, he gets a treat. It's a it's a feedback loop. It's Mavlov's that Mavlov's with his little bell and the rats. Right? It's it's very simple. Waiting to feel motivated to clean that sink full of dishes. Waiting to feel motivated to do laundry, wash your car, have the uncomfortable conversation with your roommate. Wait long enough to do the dishes and the ants, roaches, and mice will get you into action mode real quick. But that wasn't you feeling motivated. That was you chasing a rat out of your house and now you're in motion towards those dishes. I can't remember ever feeling motivated to start a journalism story in college. And I wrote some really cool ones about animal shelters and bees and farms and stuff. I really enjoyed writing articles about that stuff. Even as the deadline approached, it wasn't motivation that got me to start, but the stress of knowing an F would kill my GPA that got me to start. Now, I I wish I had this version of Jesse back in college, but everybody likes to say that. If I only knew then what I know now kind of mentality. Have you ever thought or said, I get my best work done on a deadline crunch when the stress is eating me alive? Think about that. You get your best work done on a deadline when the stress is eating you alive. Really? Your best work. Have you ever even tried it the other way? Where you plan it out, efficiently get it done, calmly walk into class, and turn in the assignment knowing you had plenty of time to review and edit it? 
the Jesse, I got a 94% on it. Why did I even have to bother with that? Well, I mean, there's 6% there. 6% to a quarterback could be the difference between going to the Super Bowl or having a losing season. 6% to a swimmer could mean the difference between making the Olympic team or sitting at home and watching the Olympics. Do you want to constantly be leaving 6% left on the table? We could debate this till our faces turn blue because inevitably there will be one of you out there who just knows their best comes when the clock is ticking. You know what's even better than the last second game-winning shot, throw, catch, or goal? Not being behind in the first place. Step six, breathe deep and be present. One of my friends and I, we have this saying, take a breath. When something, when something happens, we want to react emotionally or whatever it might be. You know, we, uh, we just take a breath, right? A client just hired us for $5,000. Take a breath. Just got hired to do a gig in Nevada. Take a breath. Don't act out of emotion. Get out of your head and into your body. YouTube breathing exercises. Get a meditation app. Hell, just breathe deep for four seconds. Hold for four seconds and then exhale for four seconds. Now, that's 12 seconds to breathe in, hold, exhale. Now, repeat that till you're about to pass out and tell me if you aren't out of your head by then. Daydreaming what the task will look like when it is done is a great way to strategize, but now you are in the throes of working on it and being off in la-la land isn't counterproductive to the task at hand. It's detrimental. Being off in la-la land isn't counterproductive to the task at hand. It's detrimental because you will just be off in your own little happy place. And next thing you know, the version of you sitting here is an hour behind the version of you who didn't daydream off and was and, and got out of their head and got into action mode. Breathe deep. Stay in the present. Keep doing. I even took a big deep breath there. Hopefully the microphone didn't pick it up. <laughs> Number seven, distractions are in, in action's best friend. This isn't 1994 anymore. This is, that's when I graduated high school. I know. Some of you might think I'm super old. I can assure you, I'm not. But it's a perception thing. I meet a 60-year-old, they think I'm young. I meet a 20-year-old, they think I'm old. I've been told I'm young and old in the same 20 minutes. It's all a perception thing. Back then, I only had, in 1984, I only had to go to the library or study zone. And as long as I didn't start talking to someone around me, I was in the clear to work, work, work. Here come the 2020s, and that hasn't been the case for over a decade. We got smartphones, we got the internet, the news, beings, dings, chimes, you name it, it'll distract you. Back in the day, as long as I stayed away from my friends and booze, I'd stay motivated to keep in action. And now, I didn't succeed at that very often, the staying away from the booze part. But today, there are so many things vying for our attention, I am amazed anyone gets anything done. Everyone has that friend with a plethora of ideas who doesn't actually get anything accomplished. Don't you have that friend? You might even be that friend. If you, if you can't think of that friend, then you are that friend. <laughs> Don't be that friend. Put away the distractions. Set a time to start and to stop. Give your brain that victory on knowing it got that window of work completed. You say, I'm going to work from 4 to 5.30. Boom. You got that work done at 5.30. Get up. Do something different. There are a few feelings better than setting a marker and hitting it. Like, this, like the chapter of this book. Like this episode. Right? I gave myself a window to get it done, and I'm going to complete it within that window. 
whether it's one one thirty to three thirty, whatever. Three thirty hits, I'm done for the day. I told my brain it had this window; it deserves rest once three thirty arrives. If I'm so compelled to to continue, I can put that time limit out there, all right. But I'm not looking to finish early. One to three, boom. That's when I do it. It's like my gym. I go to the, I work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday from one to three. I don't get to leave early if I get done at two. That means now I can go, you know, do some butt exercises, ab exercises. I can do uh, some row machine, go swimming, whatever it is. I am there from one to three and I'm not messing around either. I'm not just sitting there on a bench playing on my phone. I'm actually getting my workouts done. I'm not allowed to be playing on my phone, answering text messages, checking email, nothing else but listening to music and working out. If I get done early, again, there is no getting done early. I leave at three. So I've got something to do the entire time I'm there. This allows me not to have to go five days a week. So I have that one to three window open Tuesdays and Thursdays to do other things. Lots of times I like to lay out in the sun. It's Southern California. I don't understand why people walk around without a tan. I do because we get super busy in this city. So I make a point of having some sunshine time. (laughs) I'm telling you, nothing feels better than the enjoyment that comes from accomplishing a task to your fullest on time within the window that you gave yourself. So what if you find yourself in non-action mode? Then be honest with yourself when it comes down to the time in the self-care that you're putting forward for yourself. All right? Be honest with yourself when it comes down to the amount of time you're putting towards things, especially your self-care, and are you really completely utilizing and maximizing the efficiency of your time? A bunch of big words there, but what I like to ask myself is, is this the best use of my time? Yes, there are times where I really have a Netflix show that I'm binging. I don't get to binge it from 1 to 3.30 in the afternoon, Watching television is for the nighttime. So let's get everything done so I can do that. So you do that. Get off your couch and start moving. If you think you're too exhausted and and therefore you deserve to lay on the couch and watch Netflix all day instead of getting your studying done, ask yourself, have you just been laying on the couch for the last two and a half hours and your body's in chill mode? Or have you actually been running around all day long and you really deserve to chill more? If you're laying on your couch, then no wonder you don't then no wonder you think that you're tired and groggy and you don't want to get up. But if you actually have been running, running, running all day long and you come home and it's eight o'clock at night and you're wolfing down your dinner, maybe it's time to shut the whole thing down and just relax. See if you're constantly moving, 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 and then you sit down and you find yourself falling immediately to sleep, then self care and rest have been earned. But make the decision to take a nap, turn off your TV, phone, computer, whatever could possibly keep your brain active, fall asleep and be okay with it because you're exhausted. But if you're not exhausted and you haven't accomplished much that day and there's no more priorities you need to accomplish, you need to be able to push yourself so you can end the day feeling like it was a win. If you go back to episode two where Tom Rigsby was on, he discusses the priority focuses about prioritizing and focusing your day. I'll be bringing that up again in a couple more. Uh, as soon as this book's done, I'm going to dive into that one because there's some really cool uh, retreats and seminars I've been teaching at lately. And I've come up with some really interesting new ways of presenting my material that I think are going to be highly effective for you guys. So that's it. If you find yourself in inaction mode, just ask yourself, are you really tired or have you just been sitting around in inaction, in inaction mode all day? That will really help you. If, if, you, if, if today's going to be a, a quote-unquote wasted day, a chill day, then, then agree to that and then don't feel guilty about it. 
But if you're sitting there watching Netflix for 10 hours, knowing that you have a paper you could be working on or dishes to be doing, then you're then that sucks because now in the back of your mind, you're just eating yourself away with guilt because you're not doing something else you know you should be prioritizing because you just want to sit there and be lazy. So go check out the show notes. I'll have all I'll have all seven of those listed there. Um, as always, please subscribe, rate, review, go and let people know that you're a big fan of the show. Let me know that you're a big fan of the show. Um, if by uh, if you have any questions, any at all, you can hit me up on Instagram. The College Success Habits page is not as quite is barely even begun to work. Uh, I'm much more active on my sobriety one for now, but I'll be jumping on that one soon. Um, so if you have any questions you'd like to address on the show, if you want to book me to speak at an event at your school, college, class, whatever it might be, if you want to recommend a guest on the show, just contact me through any of the social media links that you can find, uh, whether it's iTunes, like I said, podbean.com, search for College Success Habits. They have great show notes over there. As always, everyone, it is a pleasure and and an honor to have your time. I really appreciate all of you. Be well. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.